0: last night we had some kids come and they were uh, all costumed up for trick-or-treating and, and I think it's the very first time in my life I ever gave communion to a zombie. He <laughs> was a little disconcerting at first and her dad dressed up as a priest. <laughs> I was so tempted to call Sean up and say, hey, want to come celebrate Mass here, In the fourth century, uh, beginning in the eastern church, that is the eastern part of the Roman Empire, and then in the Roman church, the western part of the empire, Christians established a feast to honor all the saints. Those that the church is competent to declare are with God in heaven and to the far greater number of men, women, and children who are known only to God. Originally, this feast was celebrated on May 13th as the Feast of All Martyrs. But somewhere in the 800s, Pope Gregory IV moved it to November 1st, where it has remained and is now known as the Feast of All Saints. One who is in heaven is a saint. And since God desires that every human being be with him in heaven, we are all called to be saints and given the graces we need to become saints. And if you and I do not become a saint, we have wasted our lives. We have slapped God in the face because of all the graces he's given us. It is unfortunate that so many Christians today think of the saints in heaven as, well, in heaven, and therefore they're just disconnected from the rest of us who have to still make our pilgrim way. The saints are there, we're here, and that pretty much sums it up. But nothing could be further from the truth. Why? At every Catholic funeral service, the bishop, the priest, or the deacon will say these words. My brothers and sisters, we believe that all the ties of friendship and affection which knit us as one throughout the course of our lives do not unravel with death. Love does not unravel with death. Now perhaps we're just so used to those words, they no longer impact our thoughts, let alone our prayers. Perhaps grief, loss of of a loved one, anger even at God, at a loved one who passed, blocks us from hearing those words. And perhaps we see the grave with the eyes of the world, instead of the eyes of Jesus. How many here have suffered the loss of a loved one, a family member, a friend, that you would think is closer to you than a brother or a sister? How many? Virtually every person in this congregation. Those words are designed for us in those horrible gut-wrenching moments when our loved one is taken into the mystery of death to not only comfort us but to renew a profound hope that impacts both us who mourn and our departed loved one that death has no power to destroy that life-giving relationship we were graced to forge with that person in this life. Oh, yes, death radically changes those relationships. Gone are the conversations, the private jokes, those treasured activities, the visits over a cup of coffee, the teasing and the bantering that only those with whom we share a bond of intimacy can enjoy. That's why we mourn when a loved one leaves us behind. We so miss those activities, those words, those gestures, those, th- that person's mannerisms, even just having the simple presence of that other person that brought a sense of comfort and security. But the love, the friendship, survives the grave. There are only two things we take with us when we are called into the mystery of death, the knowledge we acquire in this life, and the love that we were graced to give and to receive, death cannot touch those blessings. Now, I I have to tell you that I have never liked referring to those who've gone before us as the dead. because if they died with faith in Jesus, they're not dead at all. They are really more alive than we are. How so? They see the truth in all of its glory, whereas you and I struggle to discern the truth in a world filled with pretty, tantalizing illusions that, let's be honest, so often we get easily lost in. They in in heaven understand why their lives unfolded as they did, whereas here on earth, we often so lament this thing or that thing or that event. Why did it happen to me? they in heaven saw the reasons for all the tragedies that they endured. Whereas you and I very often when tragedy comes, we rail against God, against the universe, thinking we have some sort of inherent right to be immune from such things. The saints in heaven are no longer fallen creatures, but they have achieved the fullness of their redemption and they have Faith's goal, God, you and I, we have to grope and plod our way, oftentimes through a deep darkness. The saints in heaven are not dead at all. If they died in faith, they are in the fullness of life that God designed us for, and therefore they attain the fullness of their humanity. They no longer need faith. They don't need sacraments. They don't need the gospel. They have the Lord in an intimate, immediate reality. You and I are reliant on faith, on sacraments, and on the good news of the gospel as we slog our way through what is so often the muck and the mire of this pilgrimage. And because these men, women, and children, the saints in heaven, are so fully alive, so fully and completely human, their capacity... To receive and to give love to God, to each other, to us, knows no limits. It's a hard thing to wrap the mind around. If you think that your departed family member or your friend loved you while the two of you were in this world, consider this. Take that love, that affection, that friendship that you shared, add to it all the experiences that you remember, then take that and try to multiply it by infinity. And that is the love he or she has for you right now and will continue to have for you until that moment when God calls you to surrender in faith to this mystery we call death, and we are with our loved ones, and we see the truth as they do. And the love that we have for them, regardless of how long they have been away from us, still gives them great joy. The difficulty we have on this side of heaven is that our perceptions, our thinking, even our language are dictated by the limits of our understanding. We always want to impose on the infinite the limitations of our finitude, our finiteness. We are creatures made for eternity, but we are imprisoned by our conceptions of time from the vantage point of our loved ones who left this world in faith and are in heaven. Time has no meaning. Time has no value. And what for us is so often dark and confusing, for them is so very clear. We celebrate those who passed from this life and are now with God. We remember that where they are now, we are called to go. But in doing so, we also renewed the bonds of love and affection we were graced to have with them while we journeyed together in this veil of tears. That love, that affection that we were graced to share was not laid in the grave with the body of our loved one or our friend. It went with them before the Lord. It never stops growing. It's always reaching out. It is always embracing. And that is what it means to celebrate the Feast of All Saints.